0: Welcome to Should I Stay or Should I Grow, where we help you find and step into your calling. Welcome back to Should I Stay or Should I Grow? Today we have a guest, a special guest, Heather Webster. She is an educator, a health coach, Mindful Outdoor Guide, and host of Saved by Mother Earth podcast. She supports women to live a fulfilling, healthy, radiant life that aligns with their purpose. Heather uses a holistic journey approach to look at the individual as a whole, so women can find radical self-love, self-confidence, and a stronger connection to their spirit and self to reach their wildest dreams and find joy in the everyday. Heather, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, I'm so excited to be here, to um, meet you, Paula, and to talk with you again, Jessica.
0: So today we're gonna be talking about using nature to connect back with ourselves, connect with intuition. And uh, can we just start with hiking? How did hiking come into play for you, Heather? I realized that the hiking piece is how
1: I got, get my messages in terms of intuition. Mm -hmm. And right, (laughs) Jessica, you relate.
0: So I completely relate to being outdoors and receiving downloads. Can you tell us some transformations that you've seen?
1: Yes, we do a council at the end where we all come back together and talk about what happened. And so I was able to watch how there were three women on this one call and they were all in different levels of where they were spirituality wise, right? And so like there's one person on there that has really dove into like healing work and all of these other things. So for her, she tapped in instantly. And then there's others that were like, oh, I noticed that bird that flew by, which is still an amazing step, right? Of like tapping in and just getting present. Um, I'd like to get into more of that. Most of what I do currently with clients is I do most of it virtual. We look at what you're eating. Is it as close to what you would get from the earth as possible? And right? Because you can't tap in unless your body is healthy as well. We talk about meditation. I do talk about that. You don't have to be outside to still get some of the experiences of being with nature. So maybe you have a plant nearby, or a lot of times what I'll do is I love any way to activate the senses when you're doing any kind of meditation or relaxation to really kind of tap into your intuition. So like maybe a candle. So you maybe have some of the elements nearby mm-hmm. or as Jessica and I have talked in the past, the scents, right? Like things that you can have flowing through the air.
0: Yes. I love picking an essential oil before meditation. That really just helps me set that intention, whatever that may be at that time And, you know, being out in nature, that's what people are drawn to when, when you talk about hiking or forest bathing, it's the essential oils that the trees are giving off that make it so powerful, the alpha pinene and the other chemicals. So yeah, completely relate to scent being a powerful part of this. For the
1: winter solstice, I love to do a winter solstice meditation that I put online for people to kind of follow. And I bring in and I ask, I tell people they can do this as well. I cover this whole table that I'm sitting at with branches of pines and things like that. So you're filling the air with that scent from the actual pine trees. And then I light a candle. I might bring in some pine cones and some rocks and things like that always returning it back outside after or making a tea. A lot of times I'll make the tea out of the pine um, as well. So then you're getting the, you're drinking it. So you get to taste it. You're smelling it. You get to hear the crackle of the fire. And so you get to experience the whole thing of nature just here on my desk.
2: <laughs> so you have you have the four elements and you have your five senses involved and I'm so glad that you're saying that you could bring this indoors because I have a problem with my foot right now and I can't really walk for very long. And um, and also I think that for some reason when, I, when I'm when i hiking, I'm kind of not able to connect to nature immediately. So I think this is, you know, for me, I can't really walk very, very long. This is a great way to start to, to build that connection not just to nature but also in a way this is what i'm getting like my connection to nature is also kind of a mirror of my connection
1: to myself yes and my intuition mm-hmm. because because you are nature you are an animal right and you are a part of nature and you can't exist without nature right and so there's a like interconnectedness that you can get when you're with a plant that you might not even be able to get with somebody else. And it's, it's hard to understand in a lot of times. So yeah, so you could bring in, just grab a house plant and have it near you. Um, you could do a sit spot where you're just sitting and looking at the plant or just being in the present with other plants. You can bring in a candle with fire. You could bring in, I know a lot of people like to use bowls of water. I also love sound. So sound is huge for me. And so I like to use those um, singing bowls. And a lot of times those have similar frequencies of sounds that you would hear in nature. You could play nature music on the computer you could open a window. That's a great way to do it. And I found, so like you, Paula, I had a hard time connecting to nature too, at times when I was going hiking, because my focus was so much on the summit and every, I had to stop hiking with people because I was getting to the point where the negative self-talk would actually come into my head so regularly while I was hiking, because I was hiking with people that wanted to get to the summit. And I was like, I'm too slow. I'm not good enough. I just wish they would walk ahead and let me walk at my pace. And I finally got to a point where I was just like, you know what, I'm going to hike solo as much as I can. And when I'm wanting to be with company, I will go hike with them, but I'm going to choose when I want that, knowing that that goal for that day is to reach the summit versus the other goal for the day is just to be outside. And if I reach the summit, that's so cool. But at the same time, if I don't, that's okay too.
2: Almost like a metaphor for, you know, what, what we want to achieve. <laughs> you know, like I'm a big time achiever. Jessica is too. Um, and, and actually that's why my foot might have a problem with my foot because I had this goal of running four miles a day and I completely disconnected from my body to the point where I just, I basically can't even walk for a long time. So, you know, I, I think if this is a metaphor for our, our lives, what is it that we're striving for in terms of our goals and how much are we stopping to really enjoy our life?
1: right? And finding that joy and the play, um, there should be play in everybody's day. And like, how powerful would it be is if we just enjoyed our day and every moment, even if, so I hate doing the dishes. I don't know how, where you guys fall with the dishes, but I hate the dishes. I don't have a dishwasher and I hate the dishes but at the same time, I know they have to get done. My dog can't do it. Um, And so there's many times where I'm just like, okay, how can I be in the moment? There's water flowing. It's nice and warm. So really trying to find that joy and okay, what does it feel like to have the water flowing over my hands? What does it feel like with the soap? What does it feel like to be in that space? And how can I find gratitude in the fact that I get to wash the dishes. I have dishes to wash. I have water to wash the dishes. Back in the day, they had to go out to outside, collect the water and do the dishes that way, or they didn't have dishes. And there's many people that don't. And so that came up for me big time. Gratitude is a huge thing for me. I'm not perfect at any of the stuff I'm talking about. I'm just, it's all practice, right? Gratitude practice.
0: I have to agree with this, because gratitude is a muscle, and the more you work it, the stronger it gets. But all of a sudden that gratitude just flows out of you like, like it even bypasses your brain. And you're like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" And it's because you exercise. And, and at the beginning, sometimes it can be hard, but the more you practice it, the more that gratitude just wants to come out. And it's all
1: interrelated. If you have gratitude, you have intuition. If you have intuition, you're able to do you're be more connected. If you're more connected, you have more self-confidence and self-love and it's just like this cycle and then you're able to manifest things that you want in your life and reach those goals that you've wanted to reach and those dreams and it just brings happiness and joy and whatever you believe in, whether it be the God or or universe, or, or you just believe in spirit or just something, if you do have a belief practice around something, that thing that you believe in wants you to be happy, content and find joy and wants you to have what you want. That's beautiful. But you can't have it unless you practice the gratitude and the connection and your self love and debunking all that inner talk that is just stories
2: is the gratitude is the gratitude connection to into intuition like how how is that mechanism
1: right so um so yeah so when you were asking about what the connection is between um gratitude and intuition so i look at it in a way that when you have gratitude you're more open to kind of the things that are supposed to come to you because you're in more of a positive state. If you're feeling negative about the things around you, you're less connected and you are not always listening for those messages that are coming in, those signs that you might be able to see. I kind of look at it. So my family is very much into hawks. And right. So hawks are huge for my family. And when my dad passed away, Mm
0: -hmm. I was
1: very obviously very um, upset, sad that he had passed away. And when I returned to work, I returned to a classroom of toddlers. Mm -hmm. And when you walk into a classroom of toddlers, they're all coming up and running up and hugging and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so you feel the love when you have two year olds running up to you. And this is all coming to me right now, by the way, I never really even thought that this was, but I remember being filled with gratitude on that day of like, wow, there's still so many people kind of around that are really supporting me and loving me. And as I walked outside with the kids at outdoor time, a hawk came and landed on the building. And when that hawk landed on the building, I was like, oh, that's so cool, a hawk's here. When we lined up, now there were 24 toddlers outside, 12 were with me and another teacher and then 12 with another class and infants and all the adults making a lot of noise. When I lined up the kids to go back inside and I stepped over the threshold, the hawk flew away. Mm. And I knew that my dad was there saying, I'm still here with you. That wouldn't have come in if I was just like, this is the worst day ever. I can't. I wouldn't even have seen it it wouldn't have made a connection for me. I would have just been like, I can't believe I have to be here on this day. Yeah. So that's where those two things come together for me. Um, and I feel like you have so much more connection when you can put those pieces together.
2: So so there, there seems to be different portals to connect, to connecting with yourself, to accessing that intuition. So one of those portals is using your senses and the elements to connect with nature. And another portal is, is gratitude as a way to open up to your surroundings and becoming open to receiving those, Mm -hmm. that, that, those messages and that intuition that's coming to you that
1: you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. That's a great way to put it.
0: So beautiful. So beautiful, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we like to give our listeners kind of a call to action And then uh, we kind of expand on it in the call notes. So is there kind of a simple way that someone is like, I don't know where to start. Just kind of two to three steps where that they can take this information and start right now.
1: Yeah, so I would, there's a couple things I would suggest. Number one, get outside as often as you can. Um, and if you can go barefoot even better, but even on those rainy days, just step outside. It doesn't mean you have to go for a long walk. Even if you live in the city, just walk down to that tree. That's down at the bottom of your building and just be in that space for a few minutes. Um, do as much as you can to get outside every day. The other thing is journal, 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 as much as you can every day, if you can, um, and really You can journal about anything, but you could also look up some journal prompts um, online, but I would really kind of encourage you to just free write for now. And maybe it might be that you free write something that happened. And then the other thing is to have a meditation practice. And that can start with just sitting down for five minutes. You don't have to sit cross-legged. You don't have to even sit. You could do a walking meditation where you step outside and you walk as slow as you can and just watch the world around you. If something comes in that crosses your mind that you're like, oh my gosh, work, I have to think about work, let that flow back out, but also don't beat yourself up if you can't let it flow out. Let it come in, acknowledge, oh, I'm thinking about work and then say, oh, look at that tree. So allow yourself to be redirected and to redirect yourself. So those are kind of some three tips that I suggest kind of starting with and the coolest thing is if you can combine all three where you go outside, you sit outside and just watch the world and then journal about what you, what happened for you. And then it's like all three in one. <laughs> you know, if somebody's really
2: struggling to find their calling, you know, hmm. and it's kind of like Mm, sure like exactly like what we talked about today their their past can inform maybe part of how they're calling shapes up but really they have to be so connected to themselves intuitively to be able to receive that uh aha moment Mm -hmm. and I think this this is the way This is the, these are, these, these call to action is how they can start to reconnect with that intuition in themselves and themselves to be able to explore that calling and have that aha moment. And I wonder if like that same beginning can be before the ritual with the, with the elements in your senses where you have that intention of, okay. I'm going to be open to finding out the next step that's going to find it, lead me to my calling or with gratitude. Okay, I'm going to open up and, and do gratitude today. And I'm going to be open to the messages that are coming, that are going to lead me to my calling or to explore and experiment at that work identity. The next one, you know, it could be an exploration or it could be that, you know, you get hit with that gold nugget of this is it. Uh, either way, just being open to that intuition and that path to unfold itself.
1: Yeah, and the biggest thing to remember is there's no right way to do it.
0: Heather, thank you so much for being here, guys. Thank you much, so much for joining us on Should I Stay or Should I Grow? And we will see you next week. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. It's been great.